Expounded Universe, Season 9, Episode 10. And it turned into a Bardoon Blitz. Or, you bet your life. The book, Crucible, by Troy Denning. The year, 2013. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Are you ready, Steve? Andy? Mick? Well, alright, fellas. Let's go. Welcome to Expounded Universe, the podcast that beats a dead Star Wars novel 1d6 damage at a time. How are you doing, John? I'm so angry. I'm so angry what's right wrong? now. What's wrong? What's, what's the problem? I'm the angriest I've ever been. I mean, are you mad at me because like, I, I keep conflating which show we're currently recording? That's or? right. It's Expounded Universe, the show where we beat a dead Expanded Universe Star Wars novel that you choose. <laughs> In theaters now. <laughs> Please don't make us see any Star Wars movies that are in theaters now. I mean, not right now. I don't I don't want to, and I don't think you can make me. No, probably yeah. not. I mean, wait, no, some of them might have the clout to make me. <laughs> yeah, like Warren G. He's got the clout. <laughs> yeah, but he's too busy, like, playing craps or whatever it was that he did in that Regulate <laughs> song. I don't know. Uh, didn't he, like, hook up with some ladies near the end of it or something? I mean, yeah. Him and Nate Dogg. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. the uh, The problem I have with the song regulators, mm-hmm. if, and we're, 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 if, if you may, yeah, no, if, if I may, I have, if, I, if you may allow me. Oh, okay, okay. If you may, you yeah. mean, yeah. And you know what? I I I know that recently these episodes of Expounded Universe we've been kind of trailing off at forty minutes because this book is very punchy. So yes, I will allow it. Okay. I I feel like because it's a Warren G song, mm-hmm. but he takes the position. Of the guy that gets clowned on the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very interesting that he would be like, oh, I'm going to have, like, featuring Nate Dogg. But Nate Dogg is going to have all of the song lyrics that are like, oh, I'm a badass and everybody wants my dick. And also, you know, I'll save my friend from getting jacked. But Warren G is just like, oh, I jumped out of my car and was like, hey, do you want to play a game? Oh, no, I'm being robbed. I mean, to his credit, that is a, a, an experience. No amount of being a super badass can can stop you when a fool tries to pull a piece while you're playing a regular game of, of craps or something in the street. But it's this was just fault. like, I'm driving around and I saw someone playing craps in the street and I went, this should go well for me. I'll jump out and join these gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, I get that, but that is, I, I assume that is a regular feature for him is to get out and play craps with people. It, it's not, he, it doesn't, the song doesn't feature him being like, surprisingly, some fellows were playing a game of dice. And I thought to myself, hmm. Hmm, what a novelty. I shall join them and I try. Mean, it basically does. <laughs> it's it's just like, oh, I was driving around and then I saw some people playing craps and I was like, sweet, I want to get in on that. Plus I, I, I like the occasional self deprecation in, in my old rap music. Like for example, when you think about uh the Ice Cube song, the uh I don't actually know the name of it. But Today was a good day. Today was a good day. All I can think of when I'm hearing it is, wow, most of this guy's days are horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's the whole point, yeah. though, about that is that the average day in the life of a black man in L.A. Yeah. is constantly full of police officers stopping mm-hmm. you and murders that are being uh, committed and helicopters looking for them. Not being especially good at playing uh, pickup basketball. Yeah. Like you try to play and you don't fuck around and hit a triple double. Exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, that's that's not a good day. And also, you try blimp- to go to Fat Burger at 2 a.m. and they're closed. Yeah. And also, the blimp has just a message about tire sales and not <laughs> and not about your status as a pimp or not. Exactly. I mean, it's just not a good day. It's not a good day normally. <laughs> you normally, get- you wake up and <laughs> the Supersonics have just crushed the Lakers. Yeah. And then you get a text message for, or a, a beeper message from a woman who's like, hey, my ass is awake because of you. <laughs> you have fucked my ass awake. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think some self deprecation You know, it's funny. This is all reminding me of the whole. Uh, have you seen the Public Enemy Chuck D. Flava Flav thing that's going on right now? I have not. So so Chuck D. has openly and because he's the owner of the of the of the Public Enemy name, he has endorsed as Public Enemy Bernie Sanders, uh-huh. which is immensely pissing off Flava Flav, who would like to not endorse anybody and just stay out of politics entirely. Yeah. Um, and and now he's like, well, you can't you can't endorse him as public uh, public enemy. I'm in public enemy. <laughs> and and, and uh, I I guess Chuck D was like, no, legally you're not. <laughs> legally, I am the state. <laughs> Plus, I wrote all your good lines. I know people like to think you were the band, but I was the band. <laughs> uh, so uh, I I also really liked his. He had a he put up a big Instagram post about the whole thing where he was like, "Look, I love Flav. He's one of my oldest friends, and he's still in the band and everything. But the dude doesn't know Colonel Sanders from Bernie Sanders, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to respect his wishes to keep out of politics. But I own the name. Yeah, great. <laughs> so, so, all there, right, all right. Well, that's enough rap talk. How, there you go. Enough old rap talk to make sure that everyone knows that we look super, super elderly. Hell yeah! Nothing like some good old '90s rap. Yeah, well, that's because I don't want to talk about like Kanye or or SoundCloud <laughs> or SoundCloud. I just I've become too old, John. You my, have. I'm well. I'm still willing to entertain new music. Like for example, you played My Chemical Romance for me the other day, and I was yes, like, oh. very new My Chemical Romance. Oh, I guess that song must be pretty old. Uh, I don't know, but I have been listening to more new music recently. I'm like, oh yeah, this is pretty great. But um, hey, I, man, did you check out that song? I said sounded like Aerosmith. I did. That was a Dirty Honey. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. sounded like Aerosmith. It really did. <laughs> Uh, that's the thing is nowadays I find it way easy to jump on board with new music because all the new music just sounds like old music. <laughs> like if I'm like, man, I sure wish there were like 15 more Dire Straits songs. Here comes the war on drugs. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. So Star Wars. So Star Wars. The chapter opens and Han is still taped to the goddamn table. Actually, that's the second of the two chapters. It's today. true. The first chapter we're, we're following along. Last episode, uh, Marvin and Kratheus. Uh, had been summoned to the war room by the recently arriving at base prime, Savara Rain. Indeed. So this opens up. We're going to get everything from a Marvid point of view. We usually do. Kratheus seems to be the the secondary brother in terms of the narrative. Well, yeah, because usually he's the cool and calculating one, and whenever yeah. we get it from Marvid's point of view, he's always just like, ooh, I want to kill my brother and have <laughs> sex with this Jedi. Well, maybe Sith. maybe Troy Denning had read a bunch of expounded uni- or expanded universe novels before this and had come to the conclusion that all the new villains are dumb fucking idiots, <laughs> and he was like, well, okay, I'll just write from the point of view of that one then. <laughs> well, yeah, because otherwise he's like, man, if I write it from the point of view of Kratheus, it's just going to be Shizor all over again, and he's like, yes, my cold calculating plans come to fruition yeah but he'd be like more right where if you can write from marvid it's a lot like reading from the point of view of of uh shizor because shizor is like yes i'm cold and calculating but just this once i'll allow myself to be emotional and stupid and i'll do that every day forever i deserve to drink this white wine 
at 10 a.m. this one time. Ah, uh, treat yourself is my motto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not, but that's how I live. <laughs> so, I feel like Marvin is the Shizorier of the two. Yeah, and I mean, as they're going right away down the hall, he's already like, man, I know we've just spent several hours playing dumbass four-pain sabak and shit, mm-hmm. and that Han Solo has been very obviously trying to turn me against my brother. But it's working. I want to shoot him in the back. It sure is working. I don't like my brother. I know he'd never betray me, but I think he will. (laughs) I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? It's the dumbest thing where he's like, oh, I'm very well aware that this is what Han Solo is doing, but I'm going to let it work. Yeah. What? Oh, I'm the most calculating mind in all the parsecs. And yet this woman, she has boobs. And so I will listen to her forever. Uh, Yeah. Marvid spends the beginning of this just being like, oh, my brother, mm-hmm. I'll kill you. Kratheus, meanwhile, is just like, what's going on, dude? Hey, my dude, what you, you, what, uh, you, you cool? Y'all need to chill out for yeah. like a hot second. Yeah, so the two of them are having a conversation as they walk down the uh, the hallways towards the war room. Basically along the lines of Savara, we're coddling her. Uh, well, yeah, because they actually... We're told, like, oh, Savara's here to see you, mm-hmm. but she's not even in the same wing that they're in. She's somewhere else. And they're like, oh, she's summoning us? No, you're our employee. You come to us. What is this bullshit? Yeah. She's getting above her station? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. This is the kind of thing that, that makes them seem like dumb fucking idiots because they're not flexible in the slightest about this kind of thing. This is... Their whole thing where they're like, hmm, I think she thinks she's the boss now. Well, we'll teach her who is indeed the boss. And I'm like, this whole thing reads like one of those Reddit, am I the asshole posts? <laughs> and it turns out everyone, everyone in here is the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to the room where where Savara Rain is. And it turns out that she didn't come to them because she's immensely busy. She has a whole bunch of specs of uh, the Ormni up on a station and she's showing... Uh, oh, base prime as well. She's showing all these defensive perimeter and cannon instructions. I mean, it's it's clear that she's just telling a bunch of Mandalorians like, hey, we're going to come under attack and here's all our defensive capabilities. Please stop whoever comes in from killing us. Mm-hmm. And then they have to cut the, the two brothers have to come in and one of them's like Kratheus uh, because he's the one who doesn't like her very much. Yeah. He comes in. and He's like, have a care there, Savara. You're presuming too much. One of these days when you're presuming presumes too much, it will be too much presumption. <laughs> And she's like, God damn it, just shut up. <laughs> oh my God, you dumb assholes. Stop this. I just, I really love, and it's brought up again in this chapter, where, you know, Savara very clearly does not ever underestimate, like, Luke or Leia or anything. Oh no, she's straight up scared of the actual Jedi. Like, yeah. she does not want to get involved with them if she doesn't have to. Well, she's like, yo, I know what luke skywalker is capable of and i will never just be like oh hand wave he fell off a cliff and i didn't see him land i'm sure everything's fine she's like no unless i have his dead body in my arms he is going to try and kill me yeah because the two of them are like oh pish posh when he comes we'll simply kill him with our base defenses and well, she's at first like, they're like oh no he obviously died we where is his body and she's like i don't have bodies oh well of course they burned up in the crash such is life. She's like, no, you dumb assholes. They're alive and going to kill us. Oh, never. Yeah. Well, they burned in the crash. We watched a video of it. And she's like, you morons. That was photoshopped. I've seen pixels. <laughs> I can tell. I've seen some shops in my time. 
<laughs> but yeah, they're like super proud that they watched a video of the explosion. And they're like, ah, that settles the thing. And she's like, I thought you guys were like, you know, high grade villains. How do you not know that Jedi's always survive explosions? It's like, oh, well, the impact would have... No, what you saw was a missile. Yeah. Fuck, you guys. And, and they're like, well, what's your evidence in that situation since you've come to us with nothing? And she's like, well, I, I mean, they did kill their way through the Ormney in a straight line of lightsaber wounds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much effort you need here. If you want me to throw up just a video feed of dead bodies that have been cut in half, <laughs> I can. <laughs> Also, they stole your best pinnace. <laughs> no, my pinnace! <laughs> Everyone's always trying to steal my pinnace. Don't worry, people only thought that pinnace made your... <laughs> people always thought that was a pinnace replacement. Uh... Every time I saw that ship, I was like, oh man, Krathia, sorry about your pinnace. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> even during this, Marvin is still basically trying to play for some reason the same game that solo was he's like oh solo was trying to build a rift between us and i know savara is also trying to do that and i'll allow it <laughs> well he even thinks to himself oh i do dote on her and i'm like why dude what are you doing that for is it because you have a crush on a 19 year old because that's creepy you're you're creepy <laughs> So she's, he's like, oh, well, we have been quite busy with Solo. Because she's like, well, what the fuck have you two idiots been doing? I've been fighting the war for you. And they're like, oh, well, we're just grumpy because we've been playing with Solo. And then they, like, indicate to their hands, which have, like, burns or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she's just like, what? What the fuck? Why would you play? Okay, first of all, Han is a way better Sabek player than you two. And two. And they're like, impossible. <laughs> we are always two steps ahead. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, you're not, though. Evidence has not borne that out. Also, why are you playing with Bardoon? That guy is a monster. He's a <laughs> lunatic monster. And we get confirmation of this, of our suspicion from the previous episode that uh, that the Bar apparently they, they have been going into the uh, the monolith. But the only way to get in there is someone with the Force opening it. Mm -hmm. So apparently she took Bardoon in there at some point. And, uh, and when a, he came out, he was crazy and had Force powers. Yeah, she didn't want to take him in there. He had been assigned to her as like a bodyguard or something. Uh, and and when, when he came out, yeah, he was a crazy Force user now. So this is, a, this is when we get our weird, the, the weirdest reveal that I was not expecting from this book in the slightest. Uh, Kratheus and, and Marvin are, of course, completely aware of this fact and have plans to figure this shit out and then go in there because yeah. they want force powers. They're like, oh, are you just afraid that maybe we'll become force users and then we'll have no need of you? It's like, no, no, I'm not. If you want to go in there and fucking die and go crazy, you have that. I'll open the door for you, stupids. And they're like, they're like, yes, it's important for us to have force powers. Palpatine was a mental gnat compared to our our combined genius, but but he had the force, and that was enough to subjugate the galaxy. Like, uh, no, it no. wasn't the force. It was the fact that he was in charge of an empire. He was very good at. I mean, he took over the empire as you know, a politician, uh, yeah, not a force as, user. As Palpatine, not Sidious. Yeah, yeah. It, so you guys are completely wrong. And also, he had something you guys never will ultimate power <laughs> i'm just gonna say fun oh okay that dude just knew <laughs> a hot tub that dude <laughs> <laughs> a mini fridge full of coors light three hundred dollars on a gift card loaded for dave and busters <laughs> <laughs> 
Come on, you guys. I want to play Hydro Thunder. I know a code that lets you play as the Titanic. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the fact that Marvin and Kratheus, their evil plan is to also be Force users. But, I mean, at least they're not going, oh, we're just going to run in there. They're like, oh, wait, we got to do experiments. We got to figure out what's happening, how to stop from going crazy. Yeah. Once we get everything down to zero chance... Then we'll walk in and become force users. Obviously. I but, mean, because obviously that you can get it, it is piecemeal. We just have to figure out how to, to how to order when we go into this weird fast food monolith. Oh, yeah. But Savara is not willing to discuss what happened. She's like, I'm not going to tell you what's in there. I'm not going to say what happened. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. And she does also berate them for playing Sabak with uh, with Bardoon. She's like, that guy's a fucking lunatic monster. And their response is, well, he's one of our employees, is he not? It's like, no, he's your mistake. <laughs> you fucked up with him. He should be put down like a rabid dog. We, we don't take orders from you. If we want to play cards all day with our sadistic lunatic force user maniac, that's what we'll do. Uh, How is that helpful? Why are you doing five things at once? Just torture Han. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's real dumb. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we had to do for pain because that's the only way we could get a good map of his brain. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're just like, who cares? And also, it's it's notable that they don't say that in the beginning. The beginning, they're like, why were you playing? Why are you hurt right now? Bardoon wanted to play pain stakes in the Sabak game. And of course we had to let him. Mm-hmm. Like, you're in charge. No, you didn't. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, well, we're only in charge by, by means of we constantly remind people that we're in charge. We don't actually make any decisions or do anything. Uh, it's <laughs> This chapter is just <laughs> Savara clowning on these idiots being like, why are you so dumb? I'm just going to keep pointing out that you are dumb. This is a common problem you run into when people present the, like, in fiction, where they're like, who's the villain? The smartest thing in the world. And the moment you do that, it means that you have to write as the smartest thing in the world, which is hard. It's hard to write someone who's smarter than you are. Yeah, but in (laughs) this, it's comically stupid. Well, yeah, because he actually has someone who is then commenting on how dumb their shit is. (laughs) It's one thing if you're like, this is the smartest person in the world, and I'm not going to explain what plan they had, but it worked. Mm -hmm. Just know it was brilliant. But if they go, and this was their plan, and then my peanut gallery shows up to go, that's real stupid. Well, he he has to have the one character. Savara seems to be the only one so far, because even like Luke and Leia, every time they talk about the Kreft brothers, they're like, well, we can't outwit them. They're Kalumis. Yeah, they're, they're super brilliant. They're always two steps ahead. And I'm what? like, it's you like- have not talked to these people, obviously. <laughs> How often have you met Kalumi? Because it really feels like you're just blowing smoke up their asses for no reason. I, I don't know what... The, uh, well, anyway, the upshot of what's going on in this chapter is that Savara wants full control of the military aspects of the station. Well, yeah, because they're like, oh, well, even if they got out, it, what, did you lead them here? And she goes, no, but they did capture Dina Yus. And who, by the way, you idiot should have killed her instead of leaving her alone in the hospital. Yeah, I, I'm great that you wanted some weird sadistic, I want to see how she dies experiment, but uh, maybe don't just leave her alone to do that when she has secrets. And even if she doesn't know the way here, she knows it exists, and that's going to be enough for them. If you even let them know that Base Prime is around, fucking Luke will find us. Yeah, that's... Like I, like John was saying earlier, one of my favorite things about Savara and her uh, her characterization in this book is that she is afraid, openly and and intelligently afraid of Luke Skywalker. 
the nice thing is it's because she's faced Luke mm-hmm. before and she's like, oh, I'm not coming at this of like, oh, he's got what? He can move stuff with his mind. Eh, no big deal. No, I've seen what he does mm-hmm. and the shit he gets out of. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. I know he's a PC. <laughs> no, I really like this character because this is something we haven't really seen in the books before. Is someone who is like has actual respect for the hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who who has has tussled with him before and is like, no. I normally every villain in these books is is dangerously overconfident. Yeah, and, they're always just like, aha. And then when he gets here, I shall spring my trap by myself. And you're like, ooh, bad plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen in the zombie book that we did, we saw a little bit of of people who weren't Jedi but were working in the Sith on in the Sith Academy, being like, "Oh yeah, I just stay in my office and do not talk to these people because every one of them is a fucking overpowered lunatic." Yeah, all of these people are just looking for an excuse to murder somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I that that dude, that dude who worked in the office, the the one who was in charge of like the airport landing pad. Oh yeah, and he was just like, yeah, I'm not a Jedi. I never leave this office because ever, if I ever do, they'll be like, ah, you looked at me wrong. Death is yours. Or you know, even if I don't, they'll just be like, you come here. I have an experiment in pain to show you. Yeah, and he's like, nah, I'm fine. I'll just read nudie magazines in my little office here. <laughs> Sorry, fellas, I work for a living. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, they're like, oh, well, if Skywalker is out there, why aren't you out there hunting him? And again, she's like, if I try and do that alone, I'll die. <laughs> he will kill me. Yeah. What don't you understand about this? And also, we already know that Ben and Tahiri are out there, too. I do not want to tangle with four very powerful Jedis. Yeah. I was like, look, Luke by himself would beat the shit out of me. Having Leia, Ben and Tahiri next to him is... That's just stupid. You didn't hire more than one Sith, fellas. My guys, my dudes. I mean, no. At this point, they do appear to control three Force users because we've established that Ditto also has some basic Force capability in addition to Bardoon. Yes. Uh, so they've, they have, they've they, managed to somewhat clone some Force powers. Yeah. Oh, Holly Sirak has been cloned, and her Force powers came along with the deal. Uh, so. So she's like, hey, just put me in command of the military aspects of the base and I'll deal with everything. You're going to need it to be me because I know how Jedi think. You cannot make it mere to Gev. Yeah, it's like, look, if you want our defenses against Jedi to be run by some buckethead, sure, go for it. Put Murda Gev in charge. You will be dead and Han Solo will be out. You may as well just kill yourselves now. Yeah. Now, this is a this is something that Kratheus takes umbrage to, and it's because Kratheus... For, for whatever reason, the brothers don't just do the same jobs all the time. They they've split the they split the work up a little bit. But again, they don't really seem to do it, and they also seem to just order each other each other's things around with impunity. But apparently, Savara is Marvid's project, and Kratheus is in charge of the Mandalorians. Well, I think it was just Kratheus's idea was we should have Mandalorians. And then Marvid was like, sure, if that's what you think, you're in charge of them. Mm-hmm. And then Marvid was like, we need to rely on this Sith. Mm-hmm. And Kratheus was like, okay, you're in charge of the Sith then. Yeah. So, but Kratheus does not want to relinquish power over the Mandalorians to Marvid's project. Well, yeah, because at that point, like, Kratheus is just going, uh, I'm going to send a, like, text message over our helmet to you. Yeah. Hey, you do realize that if we give this ridiculously powerful force user that's barely in our control the full power of all of our soldiers and put her in charge of all of our defensive capabilities 
we may as well have just said, sure, have a coup. It's great. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, they, they, they have a quick discussion where, yeah, Kratheus points out, hey, we can't put her in charge. You know what she wants. She wants all the stuff we have, and she's a Sith, so she'll try and take it. Yeah, there's no point where if a Sith sees an opening to get a bunch of power, they're going to go, nah. He's like, in fact, I've already calculated there's a 52% chance she tries a coup in the next five days no matter what we say. Oh, yeah. She, he was like, there's a 52% chance that she let Luke and Leia out just so this would happen. Yeah, and of course, it's all lost on Marvin, who's just like, ah, you make an excellent point, brother. But have you considered that her hair smells like summer strawberries? <laughs> Have you ever seen her butt? You could bounce a quarter off it. Brother! <laughs> we don't even have butts as a species. Why are you attracted to them? This is weird. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's then just they get arguing again about like, well, how can I trust you? You wanted to consider Calrissian's ploy. And he's yeah. like, for... <laughs> Fuck's sake, Marvin. Yeah, Kratheus is like, look, dude, there's a huge difference between considering and accepting. Look, I analyzed it, which you would have also done. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't accept, because that would be dumb. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you knowingly playing into every single person's ploy? <laughs> He's like... Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah, no, exactly. He's like, well, because I heard an idea, and I'm extremely dumb. <laughs> so, so she's like, you're okay. You're, their thing is, oh, we'll let her have control of the Nar of the Mandalorians, but we will keep the Nargons. Oh yeah, the Nargons are our ace in the hole in case she turns. Because enough Nargons will ruin her. Like it's hard enough to kill them. Like even as a Force user. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we first saw one, it was one V, like, two Mandalorians, Leia and Han, and they barely killed it. Yeah, and Omad as well. There were there were five people. Oh, yeah. yeah, there were five people involved in that fight. And it, they just, I think the only way they finally killed it was that Leia cut, put a hole in it with a lightsaber, and then Han shot into the hole. Yeah. And and I think she also took one of its arms off, but it turned out that doesn't do anything no, to it. No, that them. didn't matter. It was yeah. like, I cut your arm off. Okay, I don't care. I don't care. I'm I'm much more robot-y than the other biots. Yeah. Like, the Nargons, they call them the first draft of the biot design, but they seem to be the good ones so far. Oh, no. If all you wanted was murder machines, Nargons are basically what you're going to get, which is why I assume they were the first draft, because they're like, oh, we want to make super soldiers. Yeah, we made war droids. Now let's make infiltration droids. Yeah. So, But even then, they're like, we made war droids, but... They're kind of dumb. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, that's the problem. When you're living in a galaxy where war droids already exist and are actual robots that just follow orders, and you're like, well, what if we built ones that only follow orders sometimes? <laughs> what if we built ones that just have a very weak grasp of orders? <laughs> and also, you gotta feed them. <laughs> they, they need these enzymes. <laughs> Actually, I wonder if that's true of the Nargons, if they're on the Ketracel White as well, because, like... That we've only seen Dina Yuss need that so far. It could be something they build in as fail-safes to their infiltrators just oh, to make no. sure they don't betray them. There's no way they didn't put that on everything. They're paranoid geniuses. Obviously, they're like, all of our creations have a little bomb in their head. <laughs> we've given them all a lysine deficiency. <laughs> and of course, they can't reproduce because we ensure they're all female. That's right. All the Nargons are female. <laughs> Savara Reigns all like, yeah, but what if life uh, uh, finds a way? The Force finds a way. <laughs> you guys dig up Nargon bones? 
Uh, yeah, so, so, so yeah, this ends with them basically going, like, having that little conversation of, okay, we keep the Nargons, we make it seem like she basically has the upper hand here, mm-hmm. but we're going to keep our ace in the hole and be like, oh, yes, Savara, what choice do we have but to give you control? And, and they even say it to her like that, like, oh, you've left us little choice but to place you in charge. And you're like, God damn it, guys. Oh, Just- I know that at some point, one of you idiots is going to be like, ah, now sick the Nargon's honor when you shouldn't, and then she'll die, and then Luke will be like, cool, the only person that could stop me. Anyway, you're dead now. <laughs> Or that she's just going to read their dumb, sarcastic response of, ah, you've left us with no choice. Trapped like rats we are. Uh, great. Like, I'm going to send out a, a order that says all the Mandalorians should tell all the Nargons to get into a uh, airlock. an airlock and just open it. <laughs> there we go. Done. We'll play the evil Morty music and then I'll win. <laughs> uh, so that is the end of chapter 19. We yeah. get the knowledge that now they know everyone's on the way and that they are planning to i guess defend the base yeah and then we cut to chapter 20 and well i never expected that any one particular star wars book would hinge so heavily on the uh legalities of betting mechanics because uh, <laughs> it opens with just a han and and gev arguing over the the uh, proper procedure for registering bets during a a uh a check round of, of Sabacc games. Yeah. So because <laughs> he got zapped and couldn't do that, then it just went back to being the, I think the eyeball thing mm-hmm. was the last bet. So then that went over to uh, Ditto. Yeah. And Ditto's, Ditto doesn't, she's sitting there trying to figure whether she can take an eye, bla- uh, uh, eye wound. And, you know, Han rightly sees, oh, She's thinking, if this happens, I'm actually going to lose my eye. She's not thinking of this as just like an injection that feels like that. Right. Or she's going to lose the use of an eye for a while, which she doesn't want to do. And you know what? I'm on her side in this respect. Have you seen a Duro? They've got huge fuck-off eyes. Oh, yeah. Giant eyes. And if someone's like, oh, yeah, we're going to burn your eye, they're like, that's like a third of my skull. Nah, man. (laughs) Yeah, pass. Thank you, though. Uh, So, the bet. yeah, the bet's to her, and I... I think she stays in through this betting round and then folds after it cause she, and, and is going to have to suffer the eye burn. Ugh. But she ends up having, like, the, the description by the end of the round, which we, we, weren't, we aren't to yet, is that she has, like, a 12-card hand. Oh, yeah. She's taken 11 cards and is just like, yeah, sure, <laughs> whatever. But it's at this point that she's like, oh, yeah, nah, I should probably not still be in this. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Uh, so the, the bet passes back around to Han, who, like I was saying, is like, okay, well, I'm going to do the death bet again. And then it's, it's like, it's, now I'll bet death since I couldn't before. Yeah, I'll bet the death thing now because I wasn't allowed to. And if he accepts the bet and she's like, fucking Han. And I'll call the, and she's like, no, no, stop it. <laughs> That's not how this works. And you know, and you know, I know. <laughs> the only reason you're doing this is so that you can let people know that you're going to call immediately afterwards mm-hmm. to intimidate them. Yeah. And in fact, he already got the message across. So I, I, I think she shocks him at this point. Just oh, yeah. She just zaps him again. Yeah. Because he's being irritating because that's the problem with that kind of thing is once you do it, it's not enough to be like, no, it's not your bet right now. You've already announced your intentions. Yeah. So at that point, after she gets zapped or he gets zapped by Murda, O'Holly at least finally goes, 
oh my god, stop. Stop yeah. fucking torturing this dude. Yeah, the, she's like, the crefts aren't even here right now. What are you doing? Also, it's not his fault that you're a dumb idiot and fell for their obviously fake promise. Yeah, well, apparently Han has managed to verbally convey some secret information to Well, he Holly. told the entire yeah. room with the last episode where he was like, oh, you're only doing this because... The Krefs are promising you they'll get rid of that nano well, it's death not just, cloud. It, it's not just that, but also Ahali has read his his plan and not just his arguments with Mirda. She's, there's something about disabling the, the shock button. Yeah, that, I mean, that comes later. Yeah. But so for she, now, it's yeah. just, hey, quit this. You're being an asshole because you're mad at him because he brought up how incredibly stupid you are. Yeah. And Gev's like, no, you, the money's good. It's not like, what do you, what do you guys keep saying they're going to betray me? They've been paying me this whole time. And they're like, yeah, because yeah. you're convenient. Yeah, they still need you for stuff. And when they don't, they will get rid of you. Yeah. What do you think they do? All they do is renege on promises. It's, it's very dumb of you to do this. And you should realize that. And I think you do, but are just stubborn. Yeah, literally, they're like, you don't think they're going to clean those nano killers off your planet, do, do you? I mean, I don't actually think you believe they will. I think you're just already locked into this, and to change your mind now would lose you a lot of face in front of a lot of Mandalorians. Oh, yeah, if you were to right now admit, oh, we need to leave, yeah, it would be, oh, I see, you're not just stupid, but also going back on a contract as well. So you made a contract that was terrible, and then also went back on the contract, like, Murdagev is in a situation that just sucks for her. Oh, yeah, for her in particular, because it's not like she can just change plans and leave at this point, because the crafts will kill her. Yeah, she's in a bad place, so she just ignores everyone and is like, yeah. Uh, anyway, bets to you, ditto. Yeah. Notably, Han in this point gets a look at Bardoon because he's like, well, I still have a zero. Uh, I guess Han must be locking his chips immediately. He had already getting, locked it yeah. last time. He locked in at zero, which is like, why did you do that? Like, because he wanted to bluff. I, but yeah, but you don't need... I mean, the thing about... Okay, let's say... You because get, that announces to the table, my hand is good uh, enough yeah, to keep. Yeah, fair. Yeah, if you lock it in, it's an announcement that your hand is, is awesome. Okay. Um, but he th- he's hoping that Bardoon gets cowed by the death thing, and... Well, yeah, Ditto, when it goes to her, is like, nope, nope, yeah. I'm out. I would have bombed out anyway, so but, I'm good. But Bardoon's like, yeah, fuck it, fine, let's do that. I don't care. Okay. Jo- uh. jo- what's his name? Joram Na- Rass or whatever? Jo- Joram Ram? Joram Ram. Joram Ram. Ram. <laughs> you, you betrayed Shiva. <laughs> Why does he get so southern right then? Uh, it's all like Sam Peckinpah. Uh, okay, <laughs> but but yeah, no, uh, Joram is... or. Joram just folds as well. Oh, does he? I thought he was yeah. just. I thought he was just like whatever. I don't fucking care. No. Yeah, but he folds, and eventually we learn that he's like, I don't really care. I don't want to get knocked unconscious, and they would not allow the robot to knock you unconscious because they're still mapping your brain. Yeah, he's like, uh, it doesn't matter because if I stayed in, they're not going to do it to you. Yeah, and that means it would happen to me either way. Mm-hmm. So I can't call a death bet. Yeah. So that means that Han wins the hand, uh, which means that he's entitled to ditto. Uh, going, and Joram's pain yeah. that they bet. Yeah, the the ones that they bet, which is like a burned eye and a broken arm and blah blah it's blah. It's broken nose and some other random nonsense. And then the 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 robot droid kind of pops up behind Ditto to start collecting because she's the first one on the bed on this one, and she's like desperately afraid of all that. And so she's sitting there like stock still, looking straight ahead, like I don't want to turn around and acknowledge this droid. Yeah, the second I do, this droid's just gonna stab me, and I'm gonna be in ridiculous pain. Yeah. So, but Han goes like, "Hey." I don't want her pain. I am not collecting on this debt. Yeah, I, uh, I'll i go ahead and just give her her bet back. I don't care. Yeah. 
Which you'd think he would have been doing that the whole time if it wasn't the Krefs. Eh. But I guess the Krefs probably would. No, why they would have enforced. They would have enforced it anyway. Yeah. But uh, Gev's like, wait, you don't want to hurt her? And he's like, no, I don't fucking, what do I care? But Pain doesn't what get wrong me anything. <laughs> <laughs> and he also, I believe, also forgives Bardoon's Yeah, pain. he's like, he's you like, know what? I don't Nobody know. wants to keep playing. Yeah. And Bardoon at that point is like, I do. I want to keep playing. Yes, I know. You're a pain slut. We get it. You want to drink in fear, whatever. Yeah, and he can even tell that this this move, this I don't want to collect on Ditto's pain, was intentionally designed to needle Bardoon because he's well, sitting there drinking pain. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, uh, Ditto doesn't need to. That way you don't get anything out of it. I'm just yeah. going to starve you out. And you can tell that Bardoon's upset about it, but doesn't say anything. And, you know, because he's also like, I don't want Bardoon's. We're just, you know what? Even if you want to play, I don't. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. Crefts aren't here. I don't have to keep playing. Yeah. Yeah. And and Gev is a little cowed by this. She isn't quite sure what to do with it. Uh, but O'Holly and Ditto are also like, no, we don't. We're not. We're not feeling this. And at that point, when he's like, oh, I'm not going to play anymore. There's a nope. You definitely are. And instead of it coming from like Bardoon or Murda, it's the Nargon. Uh, one of the Nargon guards is like, oh, we were told that you have to keep playing. Mm -hmm. And. Because we haven't heard anything else, you have to. Because we've just got very simple ideas behind what our directions are. Yeah. Now, this is interesting because this is kind of the moment where Han's like, all right, it's do or die time. Time to do a bunch of crazy tricks. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't try the other one, which is, just, okay, fine, we'll keep playing Sabak, but now we're playing for matchsticks. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bets to me. Uh, we're going to go back to questions. Hey, my question is, what's your favorite color? <laughs> I'll raise you a how you doing. <laughs> you want to keep playing for pain? Fine. We're going to go with the pain of getting flicked with a rubber band for the rest of the game. I raise you toe stub. <laughs> yeah. Thing is, I mean, Bardoon still wants people to be in pain, but every round that it comes around to uh, any of the other players and go, we're playing for questions. They do questions. It comes to Bardoon. And he goes, I raise you pain. Everyone folds. <laughs> oh, it turns out I have to answer these very nice, simple questions. Darn. Anyway, next bet. Yeah, but instead, this is kind of the moment where it's do or die time. So we, we switch from, finally, this three chapters now of Sabat game turns into some action sequences. Yeah, because he looks over and uh, he finally, like, nods to uh, O'Holly. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's, uh, it's probably go time or else we're dead. It's go o'clock. Uh, and O'Holly... I, well, okay, first Gev notices that Han is thinking about doing something, so she starts moving in towards the, the shock him button. Yeah, she's going to hit the shock button, and all of a sudden her hand just moves away from it, and yeah. she's like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. And sure enough, there's O'Holly using force powers to, uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, it's not O'Holly. No. That's the big thing. He thinks it's O'Holly, but he it's He looks not. over, and she's just as shocked as he is, Yeah, and it's just Bardoon being like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. We're, we're done with you specifically. Yeah. <laughs> You're no longer a part of this. And now everyone's stunned because what the fuck is Bardoon doing being, getting involved in protecting Han? Yeah. At that point, they're like, wait a minute. I thought you wanted to keep having the what are you? You want pain stuff. I'm saying we should keep doing the pain stuff and you're stopping me. Bardoon is apparently very insane. And so he's making big decisions on whims or he's had his own complicated plan going this whole time. And now he's starting it. Yeah, but that is just enough time for Han to slip out of his seat and mm -hmm. down under the table, which 
rips all of the little needle probes in him out. Honestly, this starts a thing for the rest of this chapter that I really enjoy, which is Han constantly experiencing random flashes of, of sense. Like, he gets random oh, visions yeah. and he smells. weird synesthesia at this point, because yeah. it's like, oh, I got kicked in the head, and now I smell perfume. Yeah, or... Uh, there, there were a bunch of needles that were like eight inches deep in my brain and they were messing with me so now i'm smelling wood fire what's going on yeah uh i got kicked and now i hear the alarms from the millennium falcon yeah so that's kind of neat but he slides under the table and he's surrounded by everyone's legs and he can see the nargons and up a, he can hear bardoon attacking the nargons well yeah at that point the nargons go flying across the room and slam into the wall yeah because someone just force slams them over there. Exactly. Of course, it's Bardoon. He's he's force. He's using his incredible force powers. And when Han peeks out to see what's happening, it's not just regular force. Well, first we he has to stop yet. Gev. Yeah. Because Gev is like, oh well, I gotta. Obviously, my outfit doesn't allow me to have weapons, but I'm a Mandalorian. Of course, I have weapons. Yeah. So she's she's wearing like a one piece dress. So she was there was no place to hang a gun, but she has multiple boot weapons. Yeah. Is what's going on, and they're they're just. They're just strapped to her legs because she's actually also wearing heels. So Han grabs her by the legs and yanks and tries to pull her down under the table and starts fumbling around on her legs looking for weapons. And right away, he finds a knife. Yeah. He manages to get the knife, but I mean, she is beating the shit out of him as much as she can. Yeah. And he even manages to take this like vibro knife and slice her leg with it. Yeah, and she's still like, no, nah, fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. Well, she's fighting hard. Uh, so she starts fumbling for her other leg and he's like ah oh, crap she's got more weapons doesn't she so he he stabs her in the other leg so she can't do anything about it uh uses the knife to cut off the neoprene straps that are holding the, her secondary holster and finds himself in possession of both a vibro knife and a cool blaster yeah he's got like one of those little Holdouts. saturday special yeah <laughs> like he, it's just a tiny blaster gun it's a holdout blaster which is which is funny uh, but now he's so now he's armed with multiple weapons and he gets a chance to peek his head out and see what's actually going on. in the Yeah, because at this point, he's just been fighting Gev and has no idea what's going on. Yeah. But as soon as he comes out, he's like, all right, cool. So uh, we got Nargons up against the wall being force lightninged. Yeah, Bardoon is hosing down the Nargons with force lightning. And even with that, like just sitting there holding them against a the wall with that, they're still like, oh, we're coming. We're going to get you. And Han is uh, opens up on them with the blasters. Same problem. These things are blaster proof. Oh, yeah. Well, especially a tiny little baby blaster like he's got. Yeah. So Bardoon's like, go grab their blasters, dummy. Hurry up, stupid. Like, Bardoon is very clearly activating a plan he's had for a while. Yeah. Because he's like, get their weapons. Come on, hurry up. And, of course, he looks around the room. Oh, Holly's fine. Ditto has a blaster hole in her head. Yeah, so she's done for now. Yeah. And probably forever. <laughs> you uh, know, probably. <laughs> you never know. Uh, so, I mean, after all, she is a biot. They could probably fix her. <laughs> uh, so but now, uh, Ohali and Han have the weapons from the Nargons, which, mm -hmm. you know, are bigger, so they kind of can do something, but not much. Yeah, they can singe the scales of the Nargons. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting to me that they did not give the Nargons weapons that can kill other Nargons. You'd think that would be a useful thing, because your last line of defense against these horrible uh, murder monsters you've made is probably them. Uh, again, Other the, murder monsters. The ones that will take your order still. <laughs> uh, but no, they, even their own weapons don't hurt them. So Han and, Han, Ohal and Ohali are opening fire on them, and then Bardoon suddenly announces, like, 
You will come with Joram Ram if you wish to live. Joram Ram will go this way. And, and he's like, the exit's over by the Nargons. Don't care. <laughs> Did Joram Nam say I was going to the exit? Did Joram Ram stutter? <laughs> you will come this way or you will die. That's your it. And they're like, uh, fuck it. All right, fucking Rom. <laughs> this guy seems legit. All right, Rom, the space knight, let's do it. <laughs> and so they begin to run away. Um, they're running through corridors, but the Nargons, of course, the moment they, the, the force lightning isn't hitting them anymore, they're like, well, we're coming. Yeah. I mean, they are staggering a bit, but not enough that it would be like, oh, man, we're down and out. They just kind of like get dropped and go, whoa, hey, that was a thing. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, at first they're running at them a little dizzy, but almost immediately uh, on they just pick up the pace and are now closing on our heroes. And, you know, eventually the two of them get the bright idea to maybe don't shoot for center mass and go for something else. Yes, and they start taking headshots. There's a weird sentence right around here. Well, Han shoots at the leg. He manages to, like, hit a knee or something, and that actually gets through and starts making them bleed. Yeah. He but also- O'Hawley gets an eyeball shot and straight drops one. Yeah, that's the sentence that reads weird. It, it sounded like, it, the, the sentence read like she shot through her own eye to get this guy in the <laughs> eye. It's 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 just kind of fumbly written. Uh, but during this, fucking uh, Bardoon is just getting a blast door open so they can leave. Mm-hmm. And they manage to get that last second escape where, like, they get through the closing doors just as the Nargon's arm goes through and it closes on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Joram or Bardoon is looking at the arm through it. He's like, damn it. (laughs) Ah, damn it. He says blast. It says blast, cursed Joram ran. Grr, bobbles. (laughs) He's not happy about the arm being stuck because, I I don't know, it's messing with his plans or something. But he, he barks orders at Han to fuck up a control console. Yeah, he's like, oh, if I leave it there, then it's possible that the Nargon will be able to still, like, reach the control console on his side right. and open this thing up. Yeah. Because even though it has crushed down to his metal skeleton, it didn't stop that, so he can probably just reach over. Right. It's not like he's feeling pain or anything. Yeah, yeah. So Han dicks, uh, Han dicks around a little, because I, I, I said the wrong word. Uh, no, Han, Han du- dick. Han dick shows up and is like, what's up? I have not been present for several episodes. <laughs> Here I am, wiggling around, <laughs> Han Dick. Just doing what I do. <laughs> Get a little air, if you understand. You know, I've been in jeans all day. <laughs> now, there. this is the point where I am confused as to what is going on with Jonas Ram slash Bardoon. Mm-hmm. Because Han's like, all right, what do you need time for? Why are we trying to go down this exit instead of the other one? And he's like, I'm the only hope to save the princess. Yeah, I love that because even Han's like, the fuck? What? The princess? Turns to O'Holly. O'Holly's like, man, I don't know. Don't look at me. I've been a prisoner. I got no clue what this guy's on about. I mean, I'm willing to venture a guess. Um, I think we're, I think, I mean, do you have a guess on what he's yelling about? Do you think he's just fucking crazy? I mean, you had the idea that it was force ghosts that had possessed him yeah so it may be a memory of whoever jonas ram was it could be i mean or he may have absorbed some of han's memories through drinking in his fear of leia being hurt oh yeah and is now like i have to save the princess remember in episode four (laughs) 
Oh, the other thing that happens during this hallway run is a conversation between O'Holly and Han about what the monument is or the monolith is. They're like, wait, are, can we just duck down into an entrance hatch and get into the monolith? And she's like, no, there's no in the monolith as far as I can tell. Well, there's no underground yeah. here. And he's like, well, okay, um, is that the Mortis monolith? And she's like, I fucking hope not. Oh, yeah, because he has no idea where he is right now. Yeah. For all he knows, he's just on a regular space station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she says there's no underground to the monolith, he's like, whoa, hold the fuck up, a are, monolith? Are we on a monolith? Is it the Mortis monolith? And she's like, I don't... Th- it's a monolith, all right. <laughs> I certainly hope it isn't the Mortis monolith, because <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah. She's like, I-, I know it's some kind of monolith. I don't think it's that one. I think it's a different ancient Jedi artifact. Yeah, it may be a, just your your standard old ancient celestial monolith, but probably not the Mortis. <laughs> It's a lesser celestial monolith. Huh? Um, but no, here you want to hear my theory? Nah. I think there's a Leia Biot down there. <laughs> I, Do you? Yeah, that's that's kind of what my theory. I mean, why not? There's a clone. Why of, not? There's a, we had an O'Holly clone. Yeah. So it's it's obvious that cloning uh, figures or Jedi figures is something they are working on with the intention of figuring out a way to steal force powers by copying them. And that's true. They did get... Samples. They samples. Had, they, they got had, the blood samples. Yeah, they had Savara Rain go get blood samples from Leia and Han, and I think that I think they've got a Leia buyout in development down in here. Yeah, I had not thought of that, but that's uh, that's almost assuredly what it is. Yeah. Now that I remember, they actually did get the specifically Savara was like, oh, hold on a second, I got to get your blood, Leia. All right, we're cool now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so watch for that because I've been really excited that we've already seen a a uh, relative who is an identical clone of Han. Because he's got a cousin who looks exactly like him. And we've got Luke out there in the world. And finally, we're going to get Leia. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this book. <laughs> we're going to end the series with all three of our heroes having Gavius clones. It's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. And the Emperor. He had an obvious clone. And I think there's a Vader clone. So everyone gets clones. clones. Clones all the way down. Who else wants a clone? Boba Fett? You get a Johto cast. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the problem you run into with, hey, we had a whole thing called the Clone Wars, so we know cloning exists. <laughs> and also, I'm a writer that really wants to make emotional stakes real, but I can't kill off the main characters for really real, so I'll just make them again as a clone and then kill them. This book was written 11 years after the Clone Wars movie. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to think about that the, they had to write this without the knowledge of the prequels? Like they weren't allowed to use that information. Ugh. It had to be based on just the stuff that was in the previous EU books. Weird. Yeah. No, it's completely insane. Um, so, so yeah, that, <laughs> I think there's a Leia clone down here. Now, as to why George, Jonas or jo- yeah, Jonas, Jonas Ram, Ram Jonas Ram wants to rescue her so bad, I do not know what's going on with that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Because whatever he is whatever has happened to him is because of the monolith so whether it's he has some weird force connection to whoever the princess is Mm -hmm. or it's a ghost and he's like reliving some sort of past life memory or he absorbed han's memories whatever it happens to be he's just like hey guys you got to come with me you have no choice you can either go back that way and die or come with me if you want to live. The other thing I think at this point is that it's really likely that Savara Rain is not Vistara Kai, ah. but is a Vistara Kai biot. Man, I do not think that that is accurate because she isn't taking the the enzyme, and I don't think oh, if, she, if she was a biot, she would know because she has to take it, and then she would be pissed off. I think the other the other thing that makes it 
unlikely that that's the case is that Marvin uh, would have been like, I'm going to program yeah. you to be my hoe. Yeah. Now, more than just that, but they wouldn't be constantly having conversations about how ambitious she is and so on. Exactly. They'd be, they, they, they would be yelling at each other over whose dumb idea was this to make one of these. Yeah. No. Uh, so I, I think she just changed her name for safety purposes. Yeah. Just because she's like, I need to hide from the Skywalker because mm-hmm. oh shit. So I'll choose a name that's remarkably similar to my old name in that it, they both sound like candle fragrances. <laughs> New from Goop, Vestara Kai, <laughs> with traces of sandalwood. Ah, yes. My new candle, Savara Rain, on a tin roof. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> maybe that's just her type. She's just like, if, Who knows? if she has to run again, she'll call herself like Lenara Train or something. <laughs> I'm Bronzeberry Frost. <laughs> Marshmallow chutney. <laughs> Turnips. <laughs> you you can call me Darth Ernips. <laughs> More like Darth your nips. Hey. What's up, I'm Marvid? <laughs> I made it weird, didn't I? No. I, always, I always make it oh, weird. I made it weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that this book, if it's a Leia Biot, and the, I'm wondering if they have to make them the same age. Like, does that have to be a 60-year-old 60, 60 Leia, or can they make a young one? Well, it depends. If they were trying to make one... For infiltration specifically, then it would be the same age. Yeah. But, but if they were like, if, we just want a Jedi, yeah. then probably not. No, because they'd make one with a reduced life capacity when you don't need to. Yeah. But think about this, John. If they make a young Leia in this book, first of all, we get a wonderful scene of Han running into like a 19-year-old Leia and being like, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, because they keep saying Omad Keg exactly. is exactly like Han. That's what I was leading to. Oh, no. <laughs> No! We made a spare Leia for the spare Han. Damn it. (laughs) How many of these predictions are true, you think? I'm going to go with absolutely all of them. (laughs) All of them. Even the ones that contradict. (laughs) Thou shalt not take moochers into thy hut. (laughs) Oh, cannot stand. Cannot. Uh, every time a new theory comes up for this book, I'm like, please don't. And every time it is. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, come on, book. Why? Why you got to do this to a guy? Yeah. So, okay, I guess that's pretty much all for chapters 19 and 20. We'll see you for yet more exciting stories from Crucible in uh, in a week or so. But if you haven't quite gotten enough to sate your insatiable hunger for Star Wars. Yeah, if you've got a wet whistle, then let me tell you. If they've already got a wet whistle, then we don't need to wet their whistle. Well, I mean, we've pre- we've already wet their whistle, and, and now their whistle is wet, so they need to... If your whistle's drying out... <laughs> I mean, uh, hang on. If something wets your whistle, it's, yeah. it's because you need your whistle wet in order exactly. to... Exactly. Yeah. So what we're saying is, if we want them to get our bonus content, it's because they've got dry whistles and they need them to be wet. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. I was just kind of hoping that this whole episode might have wet their whistles for more, and thus leaving them with (laughs) wet whistles. But if they already have wet whistles, then they don't want more. Their whistles are wet. What more could you want in life than a wet whistle? But that's the thing. All that whistle wetting does is make you want more. I mean, it's never like, ah, that really wet my whistle for some chili, and now I don't need any because my whistle's wet. Well, you don't ever say that wet my whistle for something. You just say, ah, uh, we're going to wet your whistle for, and then you get whatever, and it's that's what you had yeah it's wetting your whistle is an appetizer for a main event i think i think i don't know why we're picking apart (laughs) oh good i'm just someone tell us the etymology of wet your whistle and also if you're about to tell us that wet in wet your whistle is the wh version we know also 
<laughs> also, if you're about to tell us that wet your whistle has lost all meaning and that it, it is no longer words, it's just noises to you now, I get it. I mean, if you're like both of us, then you're probably aware that it is definitely a dick thing. <laughs> My whistle. <laughs> That's why you got to wet that whistle. Yeah. Anyway, if your whistle is super wet now, uh, then you'll want to check out our bonus content for this show. And if your whistle is dry, you'll definitely want to check out our bonus content for this show. Yeah, basically it doesn't matter what whistle, what state your whistle's in. Just head on down to Patreon. <laughs> Unless your whistle is slightly moistened, then you're probably okay. Maybe if your whistle's drowning. I got a drowned whistle. <laughs> anyway, go to Patreon.com. My whistle's drowning in pussy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Go to patreon.com <laughs> slash system mastery slash wet whistle. I did this to myself. <laughs> you dumb goofed. <laughs> you shouldn't have argued. Now we're getting into the dumb zone. All right. We got to flux about it. <laughs> okay. Patreon.com slash system mastery $2 level. At the $2 level, you unlock Expanded Expounded Universe, where we find stories relevant to the article or the chapters we read, sometimes, not always. Ish. Uh, and tell them, uh, we find them on Wikipedia, and then we tell them to each other. Uh, and to you, the, the listener who is supporting us at the $2 level. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. And of course, all of your support goes to help keep us on the air and doing what we're doing. We love to... <laughs> fucking argue with each other for your enjoyment and uh it's only because of you and your support that we are allowed to do that so right. thank you audience thank you yeah yeah thank you so much uh and we will see you on that patreon or patreon i hope otherwise we'll see you in a week with yet more exciting star wars content and until such time as we do i've been elan sleaze bagiano and i've got a wet whistle for death sticks <laughs> how did i know that was gonna happen 